Hi everyone, this is Nikki Papayuanu and I'm your host of Superstar PR. This is season five and I promise you the best guests we've ever had because I've gone around the world and I found people that fascinate me to no end and I'm introducing them to you. Have a listen and thanks for joining us. Hi everyone, I'm so excited to have you on Superstar PR. Today's guest I saw on TV and I was like, oh, I have to have her. She's so good. Uh, She's a trained psychotherapist with more than 12 years of experience in the mental health field. She started her journey as a social worker and a social justice warrior. And social workers are my favorite people because I feel they are angels on the front line. And now she's the CEO of Francis Psychotherapy. She's an industry leader who knows how to use her skills and keep it real at the same time. And we appreciate that very much. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. Well, you know, Roxanne, what a cool name. Um, I think that right now people are a little frazzled, you know? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. It's it's really difficult for people to wrap their minds around everything that's happening in the world. Every time you turn around, something else is coming at you. It's It's so true. And I mean... I had to like start a, a joke session with my dad because he was repeating all the bad news of the planet. To oh me. no. And I said, dad, can you tell me jokes instead? Yeah. Tell me something good. Tell me something <laughs> funny, man. So, I mean, how do you do, like, I've always wondered, Roxanne, when you're in your seat and you're yeah. hearing about all the problems, how do you stay okay? What do you do for you? For me? Um, what do I do for me? I I really try to take care of myself. I go for walks. I remind myself that my clients' lives are not mine, mm-hmm. right? They are actually their stories. So I don't, I, I really try not to own it. Um, I have two little children who keep me on my toes and they keep me grounded because they really just see me as mommy. And what am I getting for lunch today? Can I get chicken nuggets, right? <laughs> uh, so they don't care about the fancy title. They don't care that I'm on TV. They just want to know, do we have juice boxes or not? (laughs) Um, I have a really great partner of uh, multiple years, and he is a really, really great support. And I have a small handful of core uh, girlfriends who I can talk to and just keep it real, 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 real. (laughs) And I, I have a community of therapists that I rock with as well, right? And we're constantly on our WhatsApp chat and we ask each other questions and man, I'm having a rough day and we throw suggestions and we just take care of each other that way. I like that. Um, it's funny that you said you have a WhatsApp group. Um, yeah. During the pandemic, I started a WhatsApp group for the seniors in my neighborhood. Yes, and that's awesome. I, just to find out like if everyone's okay, because I have little yeah. kids who can't knock on their doors, but I was right. like, I'm gonna teach them how to do WhatsApp. Oh, I love that. That's awesome, Nikki. <laughs> Thank you, darling. Well, now, now it's, it's taken a life of its own, but this is good. You guys have a WhatsApp group. Yeah. 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 We stay connected. Um, And, and, you know, friendship, I think is like the gift that we don't talk about enough. Um, So, you know, friendship, I know when I became a mom, I said, I really miss my friends. It's been a year and my husband was like, just call them. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Yes. To friendship, right? To friendship. It's good to have a squad that holds you down. Yes. Because they remind us not to get stupid. Exactly. Oh, so can I ask? Um, yeah. I watched a film at TIFF where yes. this young man and prisoner's daughter was getting bullied. So mm-hmm. I guess, you know, I sat there and I was like, I need to ask Roxanne, 
how would you talk a young person through getting bullied? That's tough. Um, one of the things that we have to do when we're talking about bullying is outside of what's going on with the person, and I'll get that to that in a second, but what are we going to do about it, right? Um, the young person wants to know if I'm in that situation, you know, who do, who do I have that has my back? You know, what do I have in place that's going to support me? So we want to figure that out first so we can talk to them and let them know these are the things we've put in place. Outside of that, um, it's important for them to realize that oftentimes the bully is approaching them from a place of, of, of pain. Most people don't want to hurt other people, right? And bullies often lash out because they need healing, because they've been hurt, because they struggle. And to give people that understanding that that's going on. But the other thing that's really, really important is um, we have to keep people safe. Right. So outside of telling them, well, this person is in pain and that's why they're hurting you. People who are being bullied want to know, how am I going to navigate my life without this happening to me anymore? Right. So it's about giving them understanding, but also providing safety as much as you can, um, but also providing psychological safety. So letting people know that they have a place where they can go to to unpack, because oftentimes when people are being bullied, they think that they're weak. They think that they caused it. They think that, well, maybe I am as ugly as this person says I am, right? And so uh, arming them with the truth because the words that the bullies use, they become lodged in that person's brain and they take it on as truth and it really isn't. So we have to arm them with what is really true and remind them of their strengths and their skills so that they can feel uh, more confident so that they can navigate their lives. I like that. And I like that you said bullies are usually hurting. Mm-hmm. it's not something we can get kids to understand, but that's maybe how kids can understand that it's not really them. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Okay. You know, um, yeah. See, I got a film question for you. It came up <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Um, now, you know, I, my husband and I were talking and I said, we need to make our son tough. And he's like, Nikki, oh. he's five. You don't make yeah. five-year-olds resilient. So Roxanne, when, when do we make Yeah, them- you know, it's, it's interesting when you say the word tough, it makes me wonder what do you mean? Because children do develop resiliency. They develop resiliency because of the people around them. They develop that because they see, uh, you know, maybe the family going through a challenge and we come out on the other side. They see, uh, you know, parents navigating them through a little difficult time for, you know, for what that looks like in a five-year-old's life but also parents telling them, reminding them of who they are, reminding them of how loved and smart and strong they are, reminding them of their kindness and compassion, right? They develop a sense of, oh, I can do this thing, right? And even when they feel like they can't do it and they run behind their parents and they hide behind their leg, their parents remind them and coax them and help them realize that the little things that they can do in their own strength, but also, hey, as your parent, as your caregiver, I have your back and I will not allow any harm to come to you because I am here. And it gives that child confidence. It gives them courage and it builds them, it builds them some resiliency as well. Oh, I like that. Well, you know, when I say toughen up our kids, um, my son kept telling me what he's scared of. And mommy, I'm scared of the dark. I'm scared of clouds. I'm scared of loud noises. Mm -hmm. (laughs) One day I was like, okay, what are we going to do about this? So I took my son on a walk downtown. Yeah. And that, and I really took a chance there, Roxanne, because you don't know what you're going to see. <laughs> That's true. 
And I was like, please, God, just let this be a tame day. And again, he was like, oh, mommy, I got, I got a headache, but I wasn't, I wasn't scared of everything. Okay. And oh, I said, Good buddy. Good. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, I would ask him, you know, what causes you to be scared? And I would remind him that everybody gets scared sometimes. It's not just you, right? But what are some things that 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 you're not scared of? What are some things that make you brave, that make you feel strong, right? So he doesn't necessarily see himself as someone who's always scared. Oh, I like that. That's good. Yeah. Feel strong. I'm writing that down. That was a good <laughs> nugget. Let's, I'm so glad we're recording this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Okay, so you're a mom. Uh, yeah. I see you do a lot, okay? So how does a mom know if she's near like her exhausted breaking point? Like what are the alarms a little bit that she's overtired? Oh my gosh. Um, I think you start to feel it. Your body will start to tell you, right? Um, if we are, I encourage people to, to try to tap into some self-awareness. Are you feeling aches and pains? Are you having trouble sleeping? Are you having trouble falling asleep or are you falling asleep, but you're waking up in the middle of the night? Um, are you getting really irritable, right? Lack of patience when you used to have so much patience. Um, are you finding that the things that used to bring you joy or your job that used to energize you now just feels like a chore, right? I was speaking to a client the other day. She was describing some of these things. And I said, when is the last time you took a day off from work? And she sat there for about a minute and she could not remember, Right you are allowed to take time off. You're allowed to take a mental health day, whether or not you work for yourself or you work for an agency. I tell people all the time, you are not a fridge or an internal organ. You're not meant to run constantly without a break. <laughs> right? I love that. You're not a fridge. I love it. No, you know, sometimes I think like, um, we, we cannot wait. You know, one of my clients is an ICU doctor and he's always yes. like, nobody wants to come see me. I just want to remind you, don't get so bad that you come see me. That's right. That's right. 100%. So pay attention to some of those things. Right. And, you know, as the, my health person that I work with, she always says, you know, what are some things that bring you joy, big or small things, and try to infuse a couple of those things throughout your life so that you don't get to that place of complete depletion right? Um, there are times when, you know, when I know I'm getting tired and I'm losing patience, I find that I get short with my kids, right? And I'm just like, oh, just fall asleep. I need to go to sleep. Man. <laughs> just go to sleep. <laughs> and so I really have to tap in with myself and go, oh, what's going on with me? Oh, yeah, I need a break. I'm, I'm tired. I need to say no to that opportunity or refer it to somebody else because I need to step back for a little bit. It's important. Oh, well said. I mean, I like that you said schedule joy. Yes. Um, you know, my mom said, Nicolina, why do you play golf? And Aww. I said, Ma, I gotta tell you, <laughs> where else can you like business? Yeah. Bunny rabbits and butterflies and like deer walking across. <laughs> That's right. It's such a beautiful scenery, right? Yes. And she's like, So is it about the game? I'm like, Well, the game helps, but like, I you get to be outside. Yes. That's joy. Yes, um, it is. Do you play golf? I do. I do. I'm not, I'm not amazing at it, okay. but I do. I do. And it's such a beautiful, beautiful time. Yes, you play the game, but you also talk about the things and it's a beautiful scenery and the wind goes by ever so gently and it's quiet and serene. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's listen, I'm going to remember you said that if you get a random invitation to golf, you're going <laughs> to come because I, 
I think we go to really interesting places. Yes. <laughs> okay, so what are the benefits of therapy and who do you think, who do you want to come talk to you more? Like who's not yeah. coming to therapy? Ah, yes. Okay, so let's start with the benefits. I could go on and on. Um, therapy allows you to, uh, I like to say unpack, you know, our, our mind can be like a, like luggage, overpacked luggage. We pack things in over and over. Um, you have trouble at work, you pack that in. Trouble with your spouse, you pack that in. Kids aren't listening, you pack that in. Your parents are sick, you pack that in, right? And, you know, the, the things that are, the negative things that are happening in the world. And we don't often get an opportunity to share all of those things or to explain what's causing us uh, difficulty where those things are related. And even if we do talk to a friend or we do talk to a partner, Oftentimes, the uh, advice that we might get is colored based on the relationship that you have with that person. That person is going to want to give you advice or most often, you know, maybe try to side with you or maybe give you some tough love, but not too tough. Or even if they listen to you or give you advice, they may not have solution for you, right? Mm -hmm. Therapy is that space where you can start to unpack the luggage fold them neatly so that it all fits, right? Uh, you get to, to, to talk about the trauma that happened in childhood that you've never told a soul. Um, you know, why you have trouble having trouble with your parents, where if you share that with a girlfriend, your girlfriend might say, well, you know, you should be lucky that your parents are still healthy. You feel guilty that you're having these feelings, right? Uh, you get to uh, share about the issues that you're having at work, that you're dreaming about starting a business, but you're not sure where to start. Therapy offers you that space where you can share all of that, receive advice, get direction, but also healing for some of the um, uh, mental health challenges, uh, you know, anxiety, depression, some of the trauma that you've experienced. There are healing solutions there. There's a place where you can find, uh, find support for some of your relationship challenges, um, just even life drama. But in terms of who isn't coming often enough? Um, men don't go to therapy often mm -hmm. enough. And high achievers don't go to therapy often enough. Uh, men specifically because of the uh, societal stereotypes that men are strong, uh, that men uh, have the answers to everything, right? Uh, going to therapy means you're weak, right? Um, you know, men should be the strong silent type, you know? And, and also too, men engage in, instead of doing things like going to therapy, men often engage in more uh, risk-taking activities like, um, you know, drinking or uh, aggressive type behaviors. Um, when what can be helpful is a therapeutic environment to unpack some of those things that they're carrying around. Um, but also high achievers don't go to therapy often enough. These are the, you know, you know, when they say check on your strong friends, Yes. these are the strong friends, the ones who are attaining all the things, winning all the awards, you know, um, starting the business, right? The people who everyone else goes to for support, right? They feel like, um, I should have the answer or they feel like no one will understand or is it going to mean that I'm now weak because I'm going to therapy? And none of that is actually true. Oh, yes. I like that. I could think of someone 
someone on my team, maybe yeah. who um, agreed that you'd be a good guest who would so love to chat with you. <laughs> yes. So what's some life wisdom that you may have gotten from a parent and you're like, I still go by that. I still live by that. And it could be yeah. an old one. It could be simple, but just some words that you repeat to yourself that you think are helpful. Yeah, 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 yeah. So my background is Jamaican and I have an old fashioned Jamaican mom. And there is a phrase that she would always repeat when I used to always hear it when I was growing up. And it, it says, uh, liberty comes through carelessness. And what that means is really at, at, at the smallest portion of it, what it means is if you are too carefree with your boundaries, people will take liberties with you. And so you have to be mindful to uh, create boundaries. Yes, the boundaries will have some flow. Uh, some boundaries are firmer than others. And at different times, they're firmer than others. But if you are not mindful, people will railroad you. People will take advantage of everything you have to offer. People will take advantage of your kindness and will, will do that because of the, the, the kind of relationship that you have. And so you have to be mindful to uh, create boundaries with your colleagues, your parents, uh, family members, your children, your partner, because you have to preserve you, right? You have to preserve you. That's good. Liberty comes through carelessness. I like mm -hmm. it. Yes, you have mm -hmm. to preserve you. I mean, something I've learned since becoming a mother is I just remind myself to be the adult you needed as a child. Yes, yes, yes. There's a, a, a therapy, um, idea or school of thought around that called reparenting right mm -hmm. often sometimes my clients will come to me and they will will talk about their childhood and how it was difficult and I will say what was it that you needed in your childhood and now that you're an adult you are now going to offer that to that childhood self and it's called reparenting oh I like that yeah. I look at that yeah wow okay so my last question. Yes. Uh, and it has everything to do with COVID and monkey yes. and like, oh, oh my God, whatever mm -hmm. else can happen on this planet. Mm -hmm. How do you, what advice do you have for people who are stuck in like fear-based thinking? Like yeah. they're paralyzed by the news. Maybe they're paralyzed by the negativity and they just can't cope right now. Yep. I tell people often when we find ourselves with the what if questions, right? Which is what tends to paralyze, paralyze people. I tell them to replace that if with the word is. So instead of saying what if something happens, I tell people to remind yourself of what is true for you right now, right? You are worried that if I go to the grocery store, I might catch COVID. Ask yourself, what is true? How can I keep myself safe? Well, I carry hand sanitizer with me. I wear a mask or I get my groceries delivered, or I do these things to keep myself safe. What is true is I've been able to keep my household safe thus far. Or what is true is my friends may have gotten COVID, but they've, they've somehow managed maybe because they've gotten vaccines or whatever, right? Remind yourself of what is your current reality and what is true, what it is that you are doing to keep yourself safe and, uh, what are some things that you can say to yourself that will keep you on a positive frame of mind? This is good. Oh, what a nice way to end this podcast. Yes. So turn what if this yes. happens to what is my reality now? Exactly. Exactly. What is true for you right now? Oh, that's beautiful. 
Well, you know what, Roxanne, I feel like you're going to be a guest on my podcast again one day because I would love to all your questions. Thank you. All your answers. Thank you. (laughs) Wow. How can our, our listeners find you? Yes. So you can find me on the internet at www.francispsychotherapy.com. I also hang out on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Francis Psychotherapy. You can find me on Facebook at Francis Psychotherapy. And I'm also on LinkedIn. Just search my name. And I'm also on Twitter at Francis Therapy. Oh, this is so good. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Superstar PR, the podcast. This is season five, and we hope you've enjoyed listening. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know how you like this episode. 